Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food. Or weight. Never ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever ever. Hello everyone, this is Lori Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. Thank you very much for being here today. We're going to be talking about acceptance. So I accept that we're talking about acceptance. And the front of the card is the goddess is sitting by a beach. It's a big ocean behind her and she's got her arm around her little deer. And she's just sort of being in a very accepting way about it. Sort of like I often think about when people say, I sort of can't get over my feelings. And it's sort of like, well, don't drown in them. You know, like you can go to the ocean and see the ocean and sit at the side of the ocean, but you don't have to be in the ocean. These are just your feelings and you can have them and accept them. And, you know, they'll shift and change usually. But the back of the card reads, acceptance means to honor and respect our body and ourself exactly as we are right now, in this moment. When we step into acceptance, we stop struggling and fighting and we begin to make peace with ourselves. This empowers our body and ourself to be who we really are in this moment. It takes us out of the obsession of wanting to be different and allows us to be more present with ourselves and therefore better able to meet our needs. So for me, this was a really huge part of really any recovery that I had, whether it was with alcohol or drugs or relationships or money or work or whatever I was working on. I first had to accept that this is what was going on. I had to come out of denial about it. I had to accept it. I had to be with it. And then I could move through it a little easier. You know, it's sort of like telling the truth. It is what it is. Radical acceptance. It was such a concept for me. (laughs) But I was able to learn it. And I think that's really a great place for us to start today with our guest, Jacqueline. And she is going to talk about acceptance with me. And we're going to talk about how to get it, how to be with it, how to... (laughs) You know, even when we don't want to accept it, how to at least call it. And I'll let her introduce herself. Tell us what she's doing. Hi. So, yeah, I'm Jacqueline Lee, and I have a private practice as a licensed marriage and family therapist called Jacqueline Lee Therapy. And my sole focus is working on supporting people work through disordered eating and everything that surrounds that. And similarly, so much passion for it because of my own work and working through disordered eating and just living in a world that, you know, I had to really figure out who I was in this acceptance piece or, you know, what I wasn't accepting. So similarly, I had to sort of learn what acceptance was to come out of my disordered eating 
I had to realize I was running away from something. <laughs> and I had read a book by Janine Roth called Woman, Food and God. And she has a chapter. I can't remember the name of the chapter, but something along the lines of like, it won't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I like really realized is like, I thought whatever I didn't want to feel was going to be the end of me. Yes, of course. Or I wasn't capable of feeling it. I don't know why I had convinced myself that at that time, I didn't realize why I had convinced myself that. But once I turned towards myself, it all just sort of like became more beautiful. It was hard. I realized my capacity to feel and I didn't need to use food to escape anymore. It was profound. Yeah, I love that. To turn towards yourself. You know, we forget that we are first with us. I mean... We're the first person we know and we're the last person we know, you know. <laughs> totally. And we're always right there. We're always here. Which when I moved away from Texas and moved to California, I was convinced that I was going to be a different person once I got to California. And I was very <laughs> upset that I came with me. <laughs> like, well, I still drink here? Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I think that's like a perfect segue into what I want to talk about is that we're always there like with ourselves, but we're not Yeah. at the same time, right? We're like chasing. You're like, I'm going to move to California and that's going to be the thing that's going to be where I'm going to find that peace that you wrote about in the car. Like we're looking for some way of finding some peace or acceptance. We're looking to feel like we are or are enough or we can accept ourselves. And the way that we've been taught how to do that by society, by our parents, which I can go into more is like, this will fix you. This will have you be enough. And so we don't actually turn towards ourselves. We turn towards the external to get a fleeting moment of, I fit in, I'm enough. This makes me. Right. And whether that fleeting moment is a new car, a new boyfriend, a new house, a new diet, a new weight, a new, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. And of course, it never fixes us. Yeah, it never does. It never does. I mean, to me, I thought that was very disappointing. <laughs> that it didn't, you know. <laughs> what? Went to all this trouble to do this. I know. <laughs> and know? then we have another problem, right? Because then we're disappointed yeah. with the fact that that thing didn't actually do it. And it's confusing. Yes. Right. You know, and that's where I think you're right on the, with the diet, right? Or like with the, like, I'm going to start this thing that's going to change my body. And then I'll be fill in the blank, happy, satisfied, rich, famous, whatever. You know, I think when we're talking about this, it's so easy to go back to that kind of idea that if we get this fill in the blank, we will be fill in the blank. Because we're told that from the time we're tiny. Totally. So Sonia Renee Taylor in her book, The Body's Not Apology, writes that like there's like $530 billion spent every year in the beauty industry. So I have this thing of like, this is an industry that's telling us we're not okay. That's right. Yeah. That's what we're birthed into on a larger level, right? And then on the smaller level too, like we, our parents are also, it's like they're also steeped in it. That's right. We have to have this thing, this thing, this thing. Like when I was growing up, it was, you needed to be very curvy. Marilyn Monroe and Jane Mansfield, that was what 
women were supposed to look like. So there was Fredericks of Hollywood that had all kinds of, that my mother would get this magazine and I'd look at it and go, oh. And uh, everybody had these big breasts and there were these like butt pants, you know, that these kind of padded underwear that would give you a butt, Uh which would never happen today. You know, (laughs) everything's about being smaller unless... You're one little group of people that it's okay to have this bigger booty. I mean, it's just very confusing. There's nothing about just person being who they are and what they are and what they look like walking out. But I knew looking at that magazine, even as a young child, I was not going to look like that. I was built like my father, really tall and thin, and I was going to be passed by. (laughs) You know, it was not going to be good. I just needed to go to secretarial school, I guess. So I had that right from the beginning that however way I was showing up, even as a tiny child, is not going to be okay, you know. Totally not going to be okay. And then once the really skinny wave Twiggy came out, all of a sudden my body was what it what everyone was supposed to look like. However, Twiggy weighed under 100 pounds and I was 110, 5 foot 8. Thin, really thin, really tall, but not good enough. Just a little bit over, you know, whatever. So it never was okay, really. There was never any acceptance of, okay, this is good. Never, not that, until I got recovery. Yeah, and that's what we see with the cycle, right? Is like with the anorexia, it's like the like constant, like you can't ever hit the number. You can never hit the mark. You can never, you know, once it's there, it's like it, it must be better. There must be somewhere else to get to because that didn't work. Right. Or the fear was going to go away. Even if you got the mark, I have clients, even if they are at a weight they like, they're in fear that, well, what about next week? Well, I don't think you're going to gain 100 pounds by next week. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, so just accepting that. And so when you got recovered, what happened? Like, how did that shift for you? Oh, God. You know, I had to first let go of the behaviors. And a long, 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 long time later, I could love myself unconditionally, no matter what. But that was a lot of work in that. You know, I thought just putting down the behaviors would fix me, but it did not. It was the start of the road, but it wasn't the road. I was very upset about that. (laughs) There's still stuff to do. (laughs) But that's the start, right? I feel like that's what I would tell my clients is like, when you begin to sort of restrict the problem with that is then you're like, your brain chemistry is shifting and changing and you create this whole different set of problems beyond the fact that you can't accept yourself. Now your brain has changed, right? So that piece is the first step towards healing. And then we get to sort of like simultaneously work on what's underneath all of that, right? Like where's the acceptance or the inability to be with yourself. Yeah. And it can, we're not taught to do that. We're taught to be of service to others, always. You know, I feel like I was in the birthing room coming out of my mother going, can I get anyone a drink or <laughs> anyone need a sandwich? You know, I was always at service. So at my own detriment a lot of the time. But I wonder how have you used acceptance in your own life 
And then what do you say to your clients about that? So what I learned for acceptance to be for me, I guess the first piece is slowing down. It's like I often I can tell when I'm rushing and I'm sort of like in that, like the anxiety's heightened and, you know, I have to finish X, Y, and Z before this time or it could be wrong or bad, right? I sort of really start to see where that sort of shows up. And I've learned quite a bit about where that comes from, right, for myself. And so I can sense it. And then I know that I have to stop. Do I do that all the time? No, but slowing down and breathing and kind of dropping back into my body versus in my head. So I'm sensing and feeling for like any tightness. Oh, for me, it's often tightness in my chest. Like I'm clenching. I'm thinking something's going to go wrong or this is not okay. It shouldn't be this way. And then the breath, I just breathing and then like telling myself, it's like, I'm actually okay. We're okay right now. Right this second. Yeah. Right this second is, is okay. Right. And also that even that clenched feeling is okay. You're scared of something. What are you scared of? I'm scared I'm going to fail. And, you know, it's usually underneath it, I'm going to mess up and then no one's going to like me and I'm not going to have love. And like, it's just so deep. So deep. Yeah. So sometimes I was actually like telling my friend the other day, like sometimes you just get to cry. And I was like reflecting on that. And like on a Wednesday in your living room about (laughs) something random, you know, right? you got to just like, Right. Because I feel like I often just don't even like, it's like, you can't just cry on a Wednesday in your living room. Like, that's too weird. I mean, did somebody die? No. Well, shut up. (laughs) Right. Get on with it. (laughs) Right. Like you have stuff to do. And once you do that, you'll be okay. Then you can cry, maybe. Yeah. Or you won't have to cry because you'll have succeeded. You'll have jumped through all the hoops. And it's like, well, actually, maybe accepting that you're really afraid that you won't find love in this life and slowing down enough to be with that is success. Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm... When you're whining with nurses. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. It is. And I think about clients and myself. I should talk about, you know, start with the man in the mirror of that. I didn't want to slow down because then I would feel. And feeling was going to take me somewhere really terrible. And I didn't want to go there. So just keep moving. Just keep moving on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's back to that beginning piece. It's like, it's, we get a little pat on the back, right? That's the habit we learned. I feel like as a parent, you know, I really try not to like, be like, good job. We're rewarding for productivity where it's like, we kind of accept the full experience because it doesn't build that cycle of like, I do all the things and then I get a reward. It's like the whole process is worth just, being with. So we do get some reward from like doing the tasks, but I feel like for me, it's okay. Can I just come back with like, okay, yes. Being a mess on a random day is also like that's acceptance. And that's truly absolutely okay. Like I'm not just telling myself that it's like actually okay. And that part of slowing down and like a deeper breath 
And it's a silly thing, but I really do work with my clients a lot because we're often breathing really shallow and that's sending the message to our bodies that we're not okay. There's something bad happening. So deepening the breath. There's going to be a tiger in the yard any minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that first step. And then I also work with, once you've breathed, like feeling where are the sensations in your body? Can you feel them for just a second? We don't have to do this for the whole session, but you know, oftentimes people are just talking and not like and talking and talking and not feeling. So I'm like, let's see if we can turn off the thought train for just a second and come here to what's happening in your heart. And oftentimes I really see people drop when they do that. They're like, oh, that feels better. That's different. That's <laughs> like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like there's just this, like just a slight shift where like that feeling then becomes more manageable accepting of it or like just being with it it becomes manageable and you're not reacting to it anymore you can recognize where you are reacting to it which is where the eating disorder is it's just reacting just reacting it doesn't want to feel that feeling too much and i think the reaction like with an eating disorder or body hatred It can go in so many different ways that don't look like an eating disorder or it looks like a healthy eating plan or it looks like somebody taking care of themselves. I have a client right now who part of recovery is to at some point clean out your closet and take out clothes that are yelling at you every day. And if you don't want to give them away, you can box them up and put them somewhere out of sight. But those clothes do not fit you right now. So let them go. And, you know, the person said, as they all say, and as I said myself, but I love those clothes and I just can't give up the hope that I'm going to fit into them again. And it like the acceptance is the reality is if you do fit in them again, you'll get new clothes. You won't want those old clothes. (laughs) And they're like, I know it's so true, but you don't want to get bigger clothes. But you'll get smaller clothes. You'll like that. But bigger clothes, you don't like that. And what is that about? Why are we tied into that in the culture that we live in? It just blows your mind when you think about it. Totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, it feels like, again, that piece of like, if I'm thinner, then I get... New things. Yeah. Or I get... To me, I mean, I just feel so clearly like a thinness gets me love or acceptance or connection and then and acknowledging that truth and it's sad and it doesn't have to be that way but we have to look at that the world has a you know a way in which it doesn't accept certain body types or like you get more for having a specific body so all of that is has a real drive to it and so I think part of what I wanted to talk about too is like how do we as a culture really like what does acceptance look like on a larger scale right is can we shift our lens? Why are we placing value on body size? And the immense amount of pain that has caused people in their life. So like that being the sort of the purpose of it. Yeah. And what do you come up with? (laughs) (laughs) For me? Yeah. I think it starts with myself, really examining my own story of like how I've lived that, right? And try to sort of break that for myself and like shift that narrative as well as the work of learning more and more about what's happening in these already talked about Sonia Renee Taylor or who's doing that work and learning from them 
so that I can support clients who struggle with being in that same world, being steeped in the culture that we've been steeped in. And I also really believe this piece of accepting ourselves, like that practice and that knowing of like, it's all okay. That skill is not only just for yourself. Like it's something that when you get good at it, or you like learn more about it, then it's like, you can catch how you're doing it to the external world as well. Right. And there's a thing about in this culture that I've noticed in the last few years, and maybe it's been around for a long time, but especially I live in the Bay Area, as you do as well. And there's a weird kind of thought pattern that goes on that if you eat perfect, however way that is at this time (laughs) in 2022, because it could change, but if you eat perfect, you know, locally sourced and you have to know the chicken that lays the egg. And there's all these rules about the perfection of the diet that you have, which is not the diet to lose weight, but just a diet to live, that you will not die. There's a thing about you won't get old, you won't get sick, and you won't die. I have a very good friend who wrote this book called Even Vegans Die because She's vegan, been a lot vegan for a long time. She got sick and people actually told her, how could that be? How could you have this disease? You're vegan. And she goes, I'm not a God. <laughs> you know, I'm still a human and I got sick. And anyway, it's a fabulous book about that. But I just really started to notice that you will figure out how not to get sick and not to die and not to get old. And then you're hit at some point with the aging process. And it's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I have taken care of myself all this time and my knees hurt. What did I do wrong? It's like uh, nothing probably, you know, just knees. Yeah, I definitely feel like the clean eating or the wellness diet and just really looking at like, and, you know, acknowledging the intention behind all of it and there's goodness in all of it, but where does it become? I like to think of morality. There's like a morality in your food and can you be accepted into communities based on your food? Like, I think that it can be sort of exclusive in, you know, and so just how does that sort of hurt in some ways, the sense of community or people being able to be authentic or, validated in who they are. Yeah. There's a high incidence of breast cancer in Marin County. And I've had many clients say, you know, I don't know why I have this. I didn't think I hated my breast so much. And it's like, I'm not so sure that you hating your breast or not is the cause of your breast cancer. It's not a moral issue here, but we treat it like that so we can kind of control it, I think. And that goes with acceptance. You have this thing. Now what? How are you going to take care of yourself? Right. And and back to that core piece of like, we just are, you know, or it just is. And can we slow down enough to sort of just really sort of be with ourselves or also not beat ourselves up? Right. Because we got sick or whatever. Yeah. Or just like for eating the wrong food. I see that just so much too. It's like, there's just such in that, and like that inner critic being linked to everything we've talked about. I work a lot with self-compassion, turning down the inner critic, turning up gentleness, kindness, softness, to sort of calm the nervous system and allow for acceptance. Just 
pretty fun, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's so good to have yeah. that, you know, and also to have somebody in your life like you that will mirror that to you, you know, like, actually, I think you're pretty cool. So I'm not sure where you're going with this. <laughs> and you don't know who I really am. Yeah, I kind of think I do. <laughs> I think it's okay. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, I actually really like, this is going to sound really cheesy, but Encanto, I don't know if you watched that movie, but it's such a beautiful, like at the end. I like have this, not watched it yet. Oh, it, it's so good. It's about like perfectionism and how that ruins things. And then the end song is about all of you, right? We just sort of accept all the parts of ourselves. There's like community and unity and all of it. I see a lot of those movies with my grandkids and I was very upset my granddaughter wouldn't go with me about that one. <laughs> so oh. I have to watch it on my own, which is okay. But, you know, like yeah. she's a teenager. She's like, I don't think so, Grandma. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if we just were okay with how we showed up and that was enough? You know, I'm here. Deal with it to ourselves and to the world. Totally. I love it. And yeah, and it can be applied to an eating disorder or disordered eating, body image issues, but all, I think anything. it's also just anything, right? It can be um, really useful. So I wonder if you will read the very bottom of the card acceptance that today I will. Today I will practice accepting my body exactly as it is. When the desire to dislike or change my body comes up, I will say, I am learning to love and accept my body and myself exactly as I am right now. What a gift that is, huh? To accept ourselves exactly as we are without hope of change other than just the normal human change, you know, whatever it is. That was a really, again, a real big awakening for me. And it is for my clients that how do you go through life without you know, just learning and growing, but that you're not going to fundamentally become another person. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yes. And that's sort of what I, exactly what I do in my sessions. It's like, we just come to this and there it is. There it is. Like, there's just nothing more to add. Like we could almost even end the session. You know, yeah. it's like we just dropped in and there it is who you are. So tell me what your website is and how people can get a hold of you. And yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty simple. So it's Jacqueline Lee therapy and I spell my name J-A-C-L-Y-N. My last name is Lee, L-E-E. That's pretty much where you can find me. You can also find me with that same handle on Instagram. Great. And then are you doing individual? Do you have an office? Or are you just doing it on Zoom? Yeah. So I'm solely virtual at the moment. So I serve Great. all of California virtually. Everywhere. No at the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are you doing groups at all or anything like that? No groups, no workshops at the moment, but individual sessions for sure. Okay. Well, that is so wonderful and so great to talk to you. I was really happy to find you and talk to you and let's keep in touch. And I just love how you're working with this idea with your clients. It's just, we'll make it somehow by people yeah. doing that. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. And just thank you so much for having me here. And thanks for this podcast that thank you. probably reaches many people that need it. So Yeah. Thank you. We'll awesome. talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
and it's not about food.com. Thanks.